Why do baby Wookiees make bad hamburgers? Because they're a little chewy. <laughs> Seven days to play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. And uh, on this show, each week, we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. This week, it was my turn. I challenged Sam to play HQ, the live trivia game. Otherwise known as HQ. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Sorry. Uh, it's, a, it's a live trivia game where once or twice a day, a hyperactive man with too much eye makeup and strange ears will uh, shout trivia questions at you. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> they just recently, or I think they might still be having what is known as the Paris Games event. Paris Games Week. Oh, the PGW, of course. Right. Big, obviously. Big news. Uh, they announced a couple of things that might be interesting. Have you ever heard of a game called Spelunky? I have. What I know about Spelunky is two things. One is really hard, and two, there's something with an eggplant. Yes, very good. (laughs) That's all I know. So all really deep-rooted gameplay mechanics. Uh, Root vegetable mechanics? (laughs) Exactly. What is an eggplant? A tuber. Is it it a tuber? Or is tuber... We don't know our vegetables. If we did a horticultural podcast, we should we would know. Sadly, we don't. I wonder if there's any out there. Let's, let's take a look. <laughs> seven days to garden. Right. Seven days to grow. <laughs> That's better, damn it. <laughs> Spelunky 2 is now coming out. It is slated to launch initially exclusively for uh, the PlayStation 4 and Steam. I'm a big fan of Derek Yu. He's the guy that made Spelunky the mm. first one. I believe you read a biography about him as well. Well, not really a biography of him. It's more like the biography of the game. Right. 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 Okay. Uh, written <laughs> by Derek Yu. Actually written really well. And he goes through some of the trials and tribulations of actually publishing an indie game that where he was not a game developer. He was not a programmer per se, but some of the steps that he actually took to get this game out, which turns out to be a massive, massive success. When was Spelunky 1 released? I must say it's probably like over six years ago. Oh, okay. Since it's been released. All right. It's right. been a while since Spelunky yeah. 1 has been released because it was Xbox 360 era. And as we all know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So when is Spelunky 2 going to be available? So wait, you said it was exclusively available on PlayStation 4 and Steam? But yes. Steam PC? What is Steam? Like Steam is PC. the... Software delivery platform for PCs. Okay. And sometimes Macs. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. If you're playing Firewatch. Right. When are you going to go Spelunking? And 2018. Nice. Are you excited? Were you a Spelunky 1 fan? Uh, I was a fan, but I never really got into it. Like, I dug the mechanics. There was just some mechanics that seemed, like, really awkward for me, and I just couldn't wrap my hand around it. I think by the time that I was comfortable with the controls, I got distracted into another game for some reason. Other news, we touched on Stranger Things the game previously. We played Stranger Things the game previously. We reviewed Stranger Things the game previously. Um, There's a nice write-up on Touch Arcade, which relates to, which actually mentions another article where they mentioned some of the challenges that they went through in creating this game. So it's interesting to peer behind the curtain. One of the things that they actually mentioned was that it was initially an 8-bit game. A faux 8-bit game. Yeah, and then needed more colors, so they changed it into a 16-bit game. Uh, so our assumptions yeah. were right in that <laughs> you know maybe they did the right thing and planned it out for, for it to be true to the 80s motif. Oh, I see. And planned yeah. for what was a like an NES game. Yeah. And then because of color limitations and uh, more in-depth gameplay, 
they opted in for the 16-bit style, which makes it look like an SNES game. Yeah, I mean, games in the 80s look terrible. Like right. You had I mean, some two colors. Some look great. One and, yeah, I mean, the pixels were on or off. There was an amusing quote that stood out for me in this Touch Arcade article uh, that uh, one of the biggest challenges they had uh, was making sure the players could tell Mike and Will apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like I had that problem in that TV show in season one, so and even season two, really, you're like, right. who are these weird looking white kids? With bad <laughs> exactly. Hair? I was like, oh, there's the froggy one and the less froggy one. Well, to me, it's more like there's the one that acts really well, <laughs> and there's the one that just acts okay. He has like two modes: angsty teen and <laughs> angstier teen. Right. Just angst or angstier. Right. Yeah, I remember like that first time I was watching it, I was, oh, the kid goes missing, but then, oh, he's in the next scene. I'm like, oh, wait, they found him again. Great. <laughs> Show over. Oh, wait, no. No, this one's froggier than the one who been missing. I think I think now they um, now that Stranger Things, or AKA the other official name, Stranger Things 2. Strange Harder. Strange Harder is out. They're differentiating the characters by the hairstyles. Will who was a kid that was kidnapped in the first season has a more, has a bowl cut. That's even more bowlier than before. <laughs> Maybe right. maximum bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's a maximum bowl, like <laughs> full on bowl. Whereas uh, the other one, I believe his name is Mike. They've opted for the curls, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Interesting. As always appear behind the, uh, behind the curtain on how these things get made. We weren't that taken with the game, but, Obviously, it's, it's a big effort and always interesting to read about those kind of things, especially when it comes to mobile gaming, because we are, I want to say professional, maybe. <laughs> we are game reviewers, mobile game reviewers. Self-appointed, we yeah. are. Oh, I see there's Destiny 2 on the, on the list of updates. So, oh boy. since we last spoke, Destiny 2 has been fully launched on the PC. Okay, right. And so people have been playing it. It is... So, so one of the main factors that people are moving over to PC to play this game is that the graphics for it are uncapped. Uh, they're what Fully now? Fully unleashed. Well, what does that mean? Maximum pixels. <laughs> okay. So with if you're playing on a PS4, you're limited to hardware constraints. So it is a set piece of hardware that came out maybe five years ago. Uh, and so whatever software is built for it always has to match... Um, the hardware, right? So when Destiny 2 came out, it's, you know, you can only get like a certain level of graphics performance. So the gameplay is capped at 30 frames per second. Which for these high precision, quick reflexes, that's not great. Right, but um, if you want consistent gameplay all around, you are getting the same hardware everywhere. So what the game developers can do is they can actually match for this Right and and make sure it's tested and mm-hmm. all the play and all the points of the gameplay, and you'll have a really consistent gameplay all throughout. Whereas for the PC, it's a little bit more unregulated. Like some people might have really good video cards and really good systems, where you'll get uh, frame rates of like 120, 140 frames per second. the The big factor is that it's it's very playable uh, for not so souped up machines to play at 60 frames per second, which is uh, a vast, vast improvement. But the thing is, 
it's harder to match the consistency with all the different platforms that are around, with all the different PCs that are around. Well, why is matching the, matching the consistency important? Yeah. Because you are playing with other people. This is in group games. Yeah. yeah. And so there might be certain parts of the game that one person might handle, be able to handle really well, but if you're playing teamwork and you need to have you know, things like communication and timing things correctly, um, if there's a drop in frame rate for the other person, it could possibly cause them the game. That was news. It's great. Thanks for the news. <laughs> now back to the show. HQ. <laughs> so we picked this from the trending topics in, uh, in the App Store last week. And since then, it has blown up. Yeah. We were ahead of the curve crazy. a little mm-hmm. bit. And I guess it also shows that uh, the App Store search trends are accurate. I'm really glad that you picked this game. Oh. But at the same time, I'm also very not glad that you picked this game. <laughs> such a such a conflicted thing that happened then. And I'll explain why. <laughs> so the whole point of this game is that you are in a live environment. You're playing quiz, a quiz game. It's a quiz. Live with thousands of other people. With your fellow quizzes. With your fellow quizzlers. Yep. Mm. <laughs> and you are confronted by a man named Scott. <laughs> confronted is a good word. Yeah. That announces every single thing during the gameplay. The problem is that there are only certain times of the day that you can actually play this game. It's a feature. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly a feature, right? But yes, that is the thing that happens. Still to be debated whether it's a feature or not. So the times that you play are 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. Weekdays. On the weekdays. And then on the weekends, it just seems to be at 9 p.m. You have to try and match your timing to play maybe what is like five to 10 minutes worth of quiz. Yep. Um, during those times. And, you know, we're working professionals. <laughs> for the Mostly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we had to remind ourselves constantly to be like, hey, it's game time. If you're two minutes late, if you're two you minutes late, Yeah, you can't get in. You can observe, mm-hmm. which is like a nice feature. Well, it's a nice touch, but yeah, you can't participate. So you need to be on your game if you want to play this game. It is a quiz game. It is a fully functioning quiz game with <laughs> quiz-like questions and quiz-like answers. Yeah. In terms of the actual mechanics, there's not really much to say. There's questions. There's multiple choice answers. Right. That's it. I mean, great. It's a quiz. Everyone knows what a quiz is. And it's interesting that you say that, that is, you know, um, the interface is pretty much a quiz game. <laughs> but I think the actual implementation is where it really shines. I mean, there has been breakout quiz things before. What was it? Was it Quiz Up, where would you would quiz your friends? That was like the social quizzy thing. Yep. And then there's been like, like you a can challenge others. your friends, and it's semi real time. It might have been slightly asynchronous, but it gave that good notion of it being in real time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this seems to be the buzz of the month. Yep. This is full on real time action. You see interaction between the audience and Scott, who is the weird eyed, weird eared fellow. <laughs> With eye makeup. Right, there's an endless scroll of insightful, thoughtful comments scrolling which, the bottom. Which I quickly swipe to the right. <laughs> the way that he actually mentions, like, how many people answered which... So that's a nice, fun little detail. Yeah, yeah. so you get a live count of people viewing the stream. Mm-hmm. And then you get a... The results are the number of people who are still in the game. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. And the whole point of the game is you're supposed to answer 12 questions... And if you do, you're able to answer them successfully. You have the potential of winning $250 normally. Basically, whoever's left after the, and gets the 12th question correct gets a split of the pot. Yes. That's what people call the winning pool, right? Pot. Yeah, the pot. So it's 250 bucks, but they've been uh, upping it 
occasionally. I think like Saturday night it was a thousand dollars, and sometimes it's like five hundred dollars. On the, one of the days where they they messed up the stream, they've had some scaling issues. Um, it went up to like five hundred on a weekday. That was an amusing tweet earlier today because Slack went down last night, and uh, Slack tweeted out like, "Oh, we had some problems. Sorry about that." And then uh, HQ quote tweeted them and said, "Yeah, we feel you." <laughs> <laughs> So well done, HQ social media team. Yeah, they, they know what's going on. They got your jokes. <laughs> Should we go into the three by threes? There's not a whole bunch to really say in terms of breaking this down. Mm. Is there? I mean, you're right. The Some of the implementation is very interesting because as you say, it's a live stream and they do some interesting things when they announce the winners because you're viewing a live stream, which is essentially just like a static video surface mm-hmm. within the app. When they announce the winners, you it then uh, seamlessly flips into like a, a scrollable left and right scroll view with a list of the winners pretty seamlessly. So it was almost like you're interacting with a uh, live video. Yeah. So that was a really nice detail, which I think you pointed out. So I just stole your point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see what the backend interface of this is. I'm sure there's like a, a director slash God mode view of a director going like, Q Scott, Q quiz page, Q yeah. card, right? Q <laughs> right. video, and then like, QN card. That's a wrap, folks. Yes. Good show, right? <laughs> like I feel in a giant purple room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean the. I believe the co-founders were previously from Vine, so they have an experience in live all his mobile video. So three by threes. You want to start us off in an age of on-demand viewing and sort of async offline consumption. It's interesting that they're pushing hard on the sort of appointment viewing, like when you used to have ER at 9 p.m. on a, for a, on a Thursday. <laughs> on a like, Thursday, yeah. I have to be there and watch it. Now you're like, ah, well, I can just binge the whole thing on the weekends. Um, so yeah, this is an interesting kind of throwback to earlier times. I want to say that's a good point, and it's also like a bad point for me. I, I do think this there's something just magical about the live aspect of it, where you see the interactions between you and the host somewhat, and also just being able to catch it at the time where you know everyone else is playing as well. There's like a nice sense of community that goes along with it. But at the same time, it, it was also problematic for me because like it was really hard to remember to play at 3 p.m. and at 9 p.m. I, I think if I didn't have kids, it would be easier for me to play at 9 p.m. for sure. Uh, even for me, I've missed the last three days because it turns out, I don't know, yeah, 9 p.m. I'm just, there's something happening. I'm I'm always either eating or I've been out or yeah. the rest of it. Uh, and Or I'd look down and my phone would have the notification on. I was like, oh, nah, damn, that was 20 minutes ago. Nah, I've missed it. I almost remember all the time around 8 o'clock to play. Like right before 8 o'clock, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll play it at 9 p.m. tonight for sure. And then, and then yeah, I it just be, forget it. I feel like it should, be, it should be 8 p.m. I wonder if they expand this to have different time zones. I think it fits nicely. I was trying to calculate if it's 3 p.m. for us, it's 9 p.m. in England. Mm-hmm. So they could join in. Uh, on a weekday. Yeah, on a weekday. And then if it's 9 p.m., it's 3 in the morning. Yeah, sorry for our European viewers. In fact, I'm not even sure if it's available outside the U.S. Mm. right now. That's a really I good see. question. Other good point, I mean, it's a quiz. <laughs> Quizzes are fun. I like a quiz as much as the next person. It is a game show. <laughs> it is. It is it's a like game a, show, yeah. It's a game show, but for the audience. The, wait, uh, the audience is the contestants. Oh. No one else to say, really, on the good sides. I'm well, like, graphic yeah. design is fantastic. It's not classy, right? It's very much... A, it's poppy. It's very pop. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very trendy. There is definite focus in terms of look and feel that went into this app and the whole the, the package all around. 
like everything from I, I saw the technical difficulties <laughs> video and screens a lot, and even the fact that those are all fleshed out really well from like yeah, a like nice how many technical difficulties did they have during testing to, to in order to them to think I know we should spend a week <laughs> making these technical difficulty screens. When the game show is about to start, you get like this nice countdown that starts from like three minutes. And then when it gets down to like the 20 seconds, it becomes a bit more stylized, getting you ready. Mm. And then it becomes a from 3D spinning numerals. Love yeah. That. And when it goes from 10 to zero, it does like this nice little intro for HQ. Sorry, I'll <laughs> stop saying that. <laughs> And I thought they did a really good job. They did a really good job on um, making it feel live. And there are some like nice design elements in there that stood out all throughout the UI. Yeah. I'd be so fascinated to see the demographics of who's playing this. Like, is it the kids? Is it the older people who remember game shows? Oh, uh, yeah. considering the questions, I do feel like it's more for like our aged people. <laughs> old people then, okay. okay old people. <laughs> What's going to be a bad point, Sam? My bad point is obviously, I mentioned this before, the timing. It's just hard to catch those timing. Another thing is the fact that it's a quiz. Everyone loves quizzes, Sam. Well, yes, but I feel if you play a more established quiz, the increments of the quiz questions going from easy to hard is a pretty expected gradual increase. There are some questions in this quiz where it's just like, where the hell is this coming from? You know, out of like one to 12 questions, like the first three are like super easy and it becomes super hard and then it becomes yeah. easy again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only easy if you know the answer, <laughs> as they say. But I think it's definitely a scope for like themed sections or stuff like that. Like you think about how maybe like a trivia night works. It's like, oh, there's this is a themed section. You mean, you maybe give a bit more coherence or flow to the questions that are being asked. I don't know. Maybe it is good that it's random because then everyone has a reasonable chance of maybe knowing the answer. It just didn't seem like it would be a good experience for anyone who's trying it for the first time to be knocked out and like three questions in. How far did you get? What was your furthest question? My furthest was six questions. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, Yeah, I think I probably, three or four was probably as far as I got. (laughs) Some of them is just, you have to guess. I feel, of course, especially for, I mean, if you're not a quiz head, if you're not a trivia head, they are going to be harder. I don't have much on the bad side. I mean, Scott <laughs> did not like really. <laughs> is it deliberately bad? Is that the idea here? I honestly didn't think he was that bad. You were quite insightful in pointing out that he has to stall for time before announcing the n- number of right answers, because presumably there's a bit of lag yeah. in answers coming in, the database processing them all, the whole backend system then spitting out how many people, because they like to say how many people got through to the next round. Yep, and he didn't have an earpiece. Like these people, they have people feeding them some things, being like, 75 people made it to the next round. And they'll be like, 75 people made it to the next (laughs) round. (laughs) So he didn't have an earpiece, so obviously they were doing it with like some teleprompter thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But he did it pretty seamlessly. Like he he was good about making things flow. He said stupid jokes. Maybe you don't like stupid... I know you like stupid jokes. <laughs> but for me, not a huge fan. I could have done without that. See, it really made it clear when the other person hosted for a bit, we figured, oh, Scott must be on blow and totally blew off and missed his appointment <laughs> for the 3 p.m. show. He ran out of eyeliner. <laughs> oh no, I can't go on. And then a woman took over, which 
yeah, like people were mentioning in the comments like, oh, I hate her. And one, I felt that was unfair. Sure. Right? Of course. But two, it was there was like a clear difference between the presentation styles between this woman, I forget her name, and Scott, who is our or our usual regular host. But people don't like change. People don't like change, yeah. No. But I could live with it toned down a little bit more, I think, in general. <laughs> what? Yeah. So you might not be the norm. I mean, people might just find it more exciting that the person is more excitable. Of course, yeah. <laughs> right. right, and you know, game shows have a certain expectation of the format and how it's delivered and how the hosts behave. Sure. There were a lot of growing pains when we played it, but I'm not going to fault them against it, right? So there was like scaling issues. They missed the, the, the times of the quizzes at a lot mm-hmm. of times, at a lot of points. Yeah, once or twice, certainly, yeah. Yeah, that's tough, right? To scale a live streaming video app from a few thousand to suddenly... Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. Because you would see, you would right. notice, like in the top left, how many people are watching. And each time you'd play the quiz, you'd notice, like, oh, there's significantly more people here right. than last time. These damn people are going to steal my damn money. <laughs> you know, they obviously thought of the app in ways that it functions. But if you don't, if you go back, if you go back into the app when they're not having a quiz, it's pretty much a useless app. Yeah. Like you really can't do much, even though you kind of want to be involved in more of this game. That was that was a bad aspect. I mean, but the good point is I was able to revisit some other games. <laughs> yes, you would think maybe they could have this like a little offline quiz mode where maybe you don't win money, but you can still get some questions. I don't know. Or even review the previous quizzes that just yeah that were just live. Just to do something. Because yeah. yeah, if it's not 3 p.m. or 9 p.m., there's nothing to do. So this is a good question. Sam, what game did you play not between the hours of 3 and 3.10 and 9 and <laughs> 9.10. So I revisited PPKP. Oh boy. And still crunching through that. Did not go back to Tales of the Tiny Planet. Oh dear. I deleted that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did play a little bit of the game that I will be suggesting later. Oh, had you pre-played this? <laughs> I did, gotcha. a little right. bit. Uh, I went back to Dots. Specifically Dots <laughs> and Co. You don't know, Sam, not a fan of, but you know. Yeah. Pretty Mindless color we, matching game, so yeah. We do what we do. We, we do, yeah. We dots what we dots. Right. Our seven-day rating, then, Sam, how many days did you play out of seven? Three out of seven. Those are the only days that I actually got to play. Just because of timing or because you didn't want to play? Uh, just because of timing. Like, I tried to remember. If I missed it for one minute, I was not able to get in there. And there are lots of times where I, I came early and it didn't start for 20 minutes. And... It, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm not going to play 20 minutes. I'm not going to wait for 20 minutes for this thing. And then it ended up going 30 minutes later and I missed it. Uh, I am also a three because, yeah, uh, for the first day or two, I think I was quite good. I think I even managed to play it at the 3 p.m. one one time. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just didn't work with my schedule. Any memorable questions that you answered? Uh, the atmosphere of Saturn is made up mostly of hydrogen. Yeah, I got that one wrong. Yeah, I've been methane. I answered helium. What is the fastest legally sanctioned motorsport? Yeah. Is drag, what's it called? It's called- uh, Rocket top fuel top drag. Fuel, top fuel drag, yeah. Top fuel drag. Yeah, I instantly went for like Formula One. And of course, I went for Formula like, One Obviously well. drag racing, yeah. top fuel drag. That sounded like shady as hell. Like, that yeah. surely can't be sanctioned. I thought yeah. that was made up. <laughs> right. So yeah, those were two. Uh, oh, there was a question about Spotify. Where was Spotify founded? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I was not playing when that question <laughs> came up. So. <laughs> so would you recommend this game? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very fun. Check it out. 
it is for it's you can play for free. It I think it's only iPhone right now, mm. but they're probably opening up to other platforms because it seems we've got a lot of buzz about it. I'd be very interested to see how it's how it does in a month or two. Is this just going to be sort of flash in the pan like Mastodon or Elo or like any of these things that seemingly come from nowhere? Right. Burn bright for a few weeks and then fizzle out. So yeah, I think this game will last for quite a bit if the company is smart about it and knows ways to expand the gameplay. You shared a story with me um, after after I picked it the last episode. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it's interesting to see their approach to monetization was not around charging people to enter or putting in explicit advertising in the app, but to have sort of sponsored questions. Right which I thought was kind of, yeah, interesting approach to the monetization aspect. Because, you know, they're giving away up to, you know, a thousand or two thousand dollars a day. Totally. Which I guess and is nothing really in the VC money world. Yeah. It is the price is right approach where the, the whole thing was an advert about products. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's just such a brilliant idea. Like, how much do you think this soap costs? You, know, you can clean everything with this soap. Johnson brand soap to hand soap here. Exactly. Yeah. And people will guess, oh, $5.99. It's like, nope, <laughs> it's $4.99. People would be like, oh, oh my God, a- that thing's $4.99. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so I would be interested to see if they do roll out these sponsored questions and how that feels and how that fits in and how obvious the sponsorship is. The Spotify question could have been a sponsored question, mm. right? You wouldn't know. How great is Spotify? Great. Very great. Good. <laughs> Very good. Great. <laughs> Sam, do you have a game for me to play for the next seven days? Yes, Edwin. Mm-hmm. You have seven days to play. A game you've already played a little bit. Okay. Campfire cooking. Two things I quite like. Campfire and cooking. Yeah. Do you like marshmallows? <laughs> oh, I was talking about the 37 <laughs> Signals product, Campfire. <laughs> and cooking.com. No, no joke. Cooking, cooking uh, app. No, I like Campfire. Oh, Okay, campfire cooking. What was that sound? <laughs> I saw the price. Okay, this is a three ninety nine game. Uh, solve puzzles by cooking. Wait, what? Is that what it says? Yep. Oh, solve puzzles by the campfire. Okay. All right, this is a game from Leighton Hawks. Uh, Sam, would you care to read the description? Campfire cooking is a puzzle game about relaxing moments in nature as you prepare meals over a warm fire. Discover the I joy. Those cold fires. <laughs> Continue. Discover the joy of cooking on a stick and test your problem-solving skills with some challenging campfire puzzles. The latest creation from Leighton Hawks is guaranteed to make you feel clever, hungry, and eager to book your next woodland escape. All right, that's a lot, a lot going on. I look forward to playing this. Uh, play along with us at home. Uh, we'll put links to this in the show notes. It is three ninety nine on the App Store. Go grab it. Uh, but before we go, let's get to things of the week. Things of the week. And my favorite, is Sam's all watching the Orville? Nope, completely dropped. Okay. <laughs> no longer in my radar. I've bit the bullet of the sunk cost fallacy. Because you bought, you kind of bought a season pass. I bought the season pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do admire your optimism and enthusiasm to begin with mm. to get that season pass. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Oh no, not too bad. Okay. Um, and I do have a follow-up question though. Yes. Because of your love of Star Trek. Yes. But are you watching Star Trek colon Discovery? Uh, not yet, okay. but I've downloaded CBS All Access app. Okay. It's just hard for me to watch it because I usually watch these kind of shows on the bus. And in order for me to watch it on the bus, I need download capabilities. CBS All Access does not have download capabilities. It's stupid. Yeah. Let's give the people what they want. Mm. Yeah. But I have been watching as my things of the week. 
Strangerer Things. I think everyone has, really. Yeah. I am on episode five or six. Well, I don't think we can talk about it until you finish it, really, Sam. Yeah, we can't talk about it. I'm just telling you that I've, I'm, I'm watching I'm assuming that thing of the week. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming that Stranger Thing of the week. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, fine. But it is an enjoyable show. Second thing. Yep. Extra Life this weekend. If you're listening, dear listener, it's already passed, unfortunately. Womp womp. You can still donate, though. You can still donate. So if you go to, uh, the links will be in the show notes. You can donate to the Spotify Extra Life page. We'll probably have some clips of videos that you can you can see as some of the fun we had while we we're playing some games. Sam winning the Super Smash Brothers tournament, for example, will, will be up there. <laughs> Me <laughs> winning the chicken dinner in PUBG. <laughs> Sam having a nap. That too. All exciting. Uh, funny you should say PUBG. I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole of watching live stream pe- people playing PUBG on YouTube, specifically the Awful Squad, uh, which is part of the Polygon slate of podcasts uh, and shows. Yeah, like uh, YouTube channels. Uh, worth checking out. I really want, really want to play PUBG now, but I have no way to play it. So I feel so. Sad. You should stop by when we're doing Extra Life. You can yeah. get a nice intro into PUBG. I should. I'm sure there it'll will be, be great at it. <laughs> there will be computers around for you to just dominate your PUBG skills on. I know so much about it now, yet I have absolutely no practical experience. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it'd be great. Just come by on Saturday, like around 5 to 6 p.m. Great. We'll be playing games. Nice. Uh, my other thing of the week was I finally caught up with Dirty John, mm. which is, again, I would also recommend as a as a bingeable podcast. It's pretty nuts. It gets pretty nuts at the end. It does get pretty nuts. Yeah. I was like, why are they talking about Walking Dead? <laughs> but it all makes <laughs> sense like, oh, foreshadowing. Yeah. But the real, oh my God, the, uh, I think her name is Skylar. She, no spoilers, but uh, she kind of pops up at the end and is a witness to the kind of climax of what happens at the end of the story. Mm. And like, oh my God, she's like, what she does is just unbelievable. And it kind of really sowed this seed of self-doubt in me because I don't know if I would have done what she did. Right. Like, she is incredible. I, I was like, wow. Skylar was the witness. She was the, yeah, she was the one. She was like, still think she's a 16-year-old girl who just came back from, like, the like lifeguard training mm. and has a towel and, like, runs down. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think I would do that. Am I, I'm probably a pretty terrible person, but I'm not sure I would have done what she did. She was incredible. So for the next seven days, Sam and I will be playing the game about campfires, campfire cooking. Play along with us at home. Uh, tweet us your game suggestions at Seven Days to Play, and don't, don't email us. No. Seven Days to Play.